Hello, everybody. Welcome to the. I, I really hope people are listening to this because I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no one's listening. It has to grow, my friend. Right, exactly. Yeah, I know. This is the Irrelevant <laughs> Podcast. I'm your host, Will, Willie, William. I don't, you can call me whatever, the, whatever you want. Uh, I'm joined by Jason as usual. What's up, Culero? Yeah, Culero. How you doing, man? Good. So, yeah, it's the holiday season. Everything Dude. is just. What's up? Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you cut out for a second. You doing anything special? Uh, I'm going back to New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> Even though like no one in New Orleans talks like that. You guess on Etouffee, there, boy. Oh my god, dude! I cannot stand in any depiction of New Orleans in like any media. They always sound like that. <laughs> I have, n- I, I, I have never met someone in New Orleans. You never been like deep that. in the swamp, then. Oh no 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 no! People in the swamp, they in the bayou, they do sound like that. But that's not like where I was living. <laughs> Like most people that live in like the, you know, like the, the metropolitan area and uptown. Like I grew up in uptown, and then right next to uptown is Holly Grove. That's where Lil Wayne grew up. Um, yeah, I assume most got, people in the city are gonna have regular accents or just like standard Southern accents. But yeah, you know, no, a lot of people just have like a standard American accent, like me and you have, where like it's just like nothing to it. Well, that's why I was surprised when you don't really have that much of a southern accent. I know. When I say that I'm from Louisiana, people, like, really don't, like, they're very surprised. Because you grew up there for a lot of years, right? Yeah, but, I mean, like, New Orleans is more, it's more cosmopolitan. Because, you know, it's it's like a, it's a decently sized city, you know, so, and, and it's, like, it's relevant. So you were locally, in this, so. were you in, like, the suburbs of the city or were you in the actual city? I mean, no, no, I was in the city, like, on the address, it said New Orleans, Louisiana, but I was not in, like, the the metro downtown part of it, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, the neighborhood I grew up in was nice, dude. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Yeah, do you know St. Charles Avenue? <sighs> dude, I don't know anything about Louisiana. I've never been there. Okay, well, well, you know the streetcars and all that stuff, right, that, like, run through the city? Yeah. Yeah, like I, so St. Charles Avenue is like the main street. It starts all the way on one side of Uptown and goes all the way into downtown. You can go to the French Quarter to it. Um, I grew up like on an off street of St. Charles Avenue, like an intersecting street. That must have been pretty sick, seeing all the crazy yeah, stuff I mean, happen day by day. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I didn't realize how cool it was, you know, until like, <laughs> until I left, but. Now, in retrospect, I would, uh, I I would never live there. It's gonna be underwater in a couple of years anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, who the, who the fuck cares? Like, it's gonna. <laughs> oh man. That was actually a good thing that I learned to be able to not like. I learned to not rely on living there because a lot of people there, they're from there. Their parents are from there. The grandparents are from there. They've all stayed there and they haven't left. And they just have an attachment to it, and it's like you need to like leave at some point and realize that there's other places to live, you know. I was reading this article a long time ago. It basically stated how people that never left their hometown have this specific re- it literally rewires your brain. I don't remember what the actual premise of it was, but basically it rewires your brain to either I I want to guess it was to make you more ignorant to things because you don't have 
many life experiences outside of your hometown. I think that was yeah, kind exactly. of the and like you're scared to leave your home, like your hometown. Right. The world's changing fast. Yeah, Mike. No, yeah, but that's why I love um, the Hobbit so much. Is because that's like the whole point of the book is like getting out of the Hobbit hole, and like getting out of like the you know like the comfort zone with like and like there's nothing wrong with like you know your nice house with your books and like your cheeses and and all your stuff and whatnot. But it's like every every once in a while, like you, like you can't just stay there. Like you need to go out and like have an adventure. You know. Well, you have to be worldly at some point. You can't just have one perspective oh, yeah. on everything for your whole like. That's just the the most stubborn people are like that. I can't stand it. Yeah, and like that's why I mean, just it's sad to me that like some people just they never leave where they're from, you know. Yeah, they never leave, and they always think like the thing that that is not, or how should I say this? The thing that they don't understand or does not represent their way of life, anything besides that is impossible to achieve. I think that's the most oh, frustrating yeah. thing to talk about with people like that. Well, and also like, and given the times we live in now, where like it's so much easier to travel and and whatnot. It, this would have made sense like a hundred years ago, where it would have been much harder. Right. But, but you know, even then, now, people think... terrain the fucking ocean to go to new places. Those exploration right. was the thing. Yeah, that was starting five hundred years ago. But um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of tying this back to accents and never leaving your hometown. Obviously, it would be thicker if you stayed longer. And my right, um, that's that's very true. My dad is from the mountains of Appalachia and he really doesn't have that much of an accent either but every time I go visit my grandma's house I like my whole entire extended family just has all that twang to it it's just it's hilarious it's something out of a movie sound like really southern yeah but it's like a specific southern it has a, a lot more like it's more like centered in the throat I can't explain it it's not like a uh, yeah okay okay it's not like a smooth talk southern accent it's more like got a little bit of twang to it. It's like I'm gonna go down the mountains with a barrel of ketchup. It has a little bit more <laughs> of like a like a like a, like a good to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, my. As opposed to that smooth talking southern accent. You give me two Mac doubles, <laughs> yeah. extra Big Mac sauce, and a... <laughs> dude, I love um, I love watching like linguistic breakdowns. I was watching this oh, video. Oh yeah, dude, I love that stuff. Did we ever talk about um, Tangier Island? Have we met, have I mentioned that in this podcast yet? Isn't isn't that the place? I don't think you mentioned this in the podcast. You might have told me at the guitar store. Is that the place that's in like South Carolina? It's kind of close. It's like on the outskirts yeah, of Virginia, yeah, okay, the islands. Yeah, they, they literally sound like they're from England, but at the same time, like not exactly. It's so weird. Yeah, it's the closest. Is, is, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the closest thing that we have. To what Victorian English would have sounded like, and it oh literally sounded like red, like British rednecks. It's so fucking funny. I know. It's like them and the the Pittsburgh accent. I think that is the worst accent in the entire English language. Oh, it's so gross, dude! I fucking hate the Pittsburgh is, accent. Like, I don't even have words to put on it. Like, you just listen to it, and you're just like, your mouth is just like open, and you're just like, uh, fucking yinzers. <laughs> right, dude. Oh, shit. But no, but like, yeah, that's literally where we get our southern accent from, especially like in this area, like the Tidewater accent, some of the Appalachian accent, the Baltimore accent where they do the rounded O's. How about them O's, hon? Like stuff like that. I'm not good at yeah. imitating it, but it's I was watching a whole breakdown of where all that shit spreads. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I watched this breakdown. I forgot who it was. I mean, I'm sure I could find it easily. 
um, this guy did like a tour of the U.S. and every region he was talking about, he would just switch the accent. Oh like, yeah, I've seen that one with too. With like a snap. Yeah, and he just like he could do it so seamlessly, and he could explain the accent in the accent. It was so cool. And he brought on like a bunch of other people that were like better suited to do those accents, like people of different cultures. And it's like some native yeah, ones too. He got like the Native American lady, and then he yeah. got like the black lady to do the diff like with like Native American speaking English, and then like then there was like oh the black lady's gonna talk about um like African American English and how that was like influenced by like like people listening to like low class English from like certain like Englishmen you know because like and then they just and it was mixed with like different African languages like over time and it just. It's, it's just cool to see how this stuff like arrives. Yeah, it's like the yeah. the birthplace of like AAVE and all that kind of stuff, and then all the natives and a lot yeah, of the Spanish yeah. one too. Yeah, I've I've seen all of those ones. I really like that series. I like like anthropology, geology, archaeology, linguistics, all the the origins of why we are the way we are and why we talk the way we talk. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And why certain peoples in the world have bigger peepees than others. <laughs> No, that's like well, that's why like the like the Romans thought that like people from the African continent were like barbarians because like their their peepees were big, man. Didn't they also have like little boys as sex slaves too? Yeah, I know. Or is that that's the why like the, it's one of those. I, it's, I <laughs> but it's like the I remember the statue of David. It's like he has a tiny peepee, meaning that that was like. Like perfection. <laughs> yeah, you look at any sculpture of that era; it's all like little, little bushes. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. I I really, I I really enjoyed visiting that part of the world. I want to stop by Greece, just so I can see it once. I want to see all the ruins. My uncle went there, I think, in the nineties, but he hated it, and I think he came back early. <laughs> Why? Um, I remember, like, I think he got sick from like the food or something he ate or like the water he drank or like and um I, re I remember him saying like he had this expectation of it and then he said it like didn't meet it wasn't like all hyped up to what it was like supposed to be or no like it wasn't what it was hyped up to be and um he just said athens was just like a shithole oh it was probably <laughs> it was the start of their economic dumb, crisis yeah. what what oh, year no, I'm sure now it's it's better no he went in the 90s I don't know when their all their stuff started, their bankruptcy and their. Oh wait, no, he went in the '90s or like the. Early, oh no, actually, I think he went in the early 2000s, like right after the. Because uh, the Olympics were in 2000, and I think the Olympics like literally f fucked them. What I don't remember was like before they joined the EU, if their currency was basically, I don't know if it was inflated too heavily or if it was almost going down to worthless, and the euro was trying to help save them, or if they went bankrupt while they were with during the euro. I don't remember. Yeah, because I forget, like, if they even had, like, a, I, for, I don't know, like, I always forget Greece, like, and it's such a shame, because 2,000 years ago, they were the coolest fucking civilization to ever exist on the Earth, and then now that it's like, they, what have they done in the past, like, literally 2,000 years, like, nothing. <laughs> Just like, have all the restaurants here. Greece, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have all the Greek immigrants that make awesome uh, hummus and awesome salads. All they do is get angry easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how they went from philosophers to fucking angry drivers. <clears throat> yeah, I know. <laughs> <sighs> but no, yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're going to have a super high expectation 
and go to a country that is, I mean, has those economic problems. And the only thing you can really look at is the really scenic views or the nice ruins or, you know, the all the paintings and frescoes well, yeah, and stuff like that. Because, like, a country's, a country's only going to show, like, the nice stuff in, like, brochures. They're never going to show the, the slums. They're never going to show any of the shitty stuff. Yeah, you really so, have to have a good tour guide. Or, honestly, when you go on cruises, they always pick the best cities and the best scenic places to go to. Yeah. Well, and also that's very dependent on which country you go to. Like, yeah. an American could go to England, like, by themselves and, like, nothing, like, you know, you're fine. Dude, I really, speaking of England, I really want to do a countryside tour. Like, I don't want to go to London. I want to go to Stonehenge. Oh, I want to go yeah, see all the, the castles. Side, yeah. yeah, the southwest. Um, go to Scotland. Yeah, just do a, stuff. Yeah, do a really cool drive through the whole city. Or the whole country, I, I mean. Yeah, I didn't go to Scotland when I was there. And nor did I go to Wales. We mainly were just on the Isle of Wight, which is like right off the coast of south-central England, I'm pretty sure. Um, like it's not part of the mainland, um, but then mm. we would, we would all we would take a lot of um, boats over to the mainland to go to London. But that's pretty much all we, all where we went. What was your favorite place to go to? Um, well, I mean, I, I was seven years old, so. Oh, I mean, I so you can't really like, enjoy it. No, and like I mean, I was really just homesick most of the time, and I was just getting used to all these different weird cultural things and how I just didn't have all my friends. I didn't have all my family there and how there was no Wendy's. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was like, wait, mom, why is there no Wendy's? There's no Cheetos. Like, what is this? Why do I have to eat this? Why do I have to eat these like weird cookie thingies? This sucks. <laughs> were you too young to comprehend the different UK accents to know what they were saying? Or do you oh, not no, remember? no, I could, I could definitely discern the accents. There was many times where... I was just like, eh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and especially, like, I was just some seven-year-old, so, like, if someone said something to me, I probably would have just been, like, um... Because, like, even if I was being talked to, like, in America, I, I still would have probably just been, like... Uh, like, I would have not known how to respond. So it was even weirder that they had this accent that was sounded funny to me. <laughs> All the different types of slang? Yeah, and also, like, it was so weird to to pick up on, like, different like the different vocab you know like i remember they asked us at a restaurant like oh would you like some jelly and we're like uh i guess <laughs> and but it turns out jelly was actually just jello man i remember that was one of the videos that i watched too was the different types of slang words for things or the different types of little epithets of what they call it stuff like lift elevators fucking crisps and french fries i remember um <laughs> my dad had a british uh gps voice i think those old garments those old shitty ones before everybody used their phone um and he had a british oh, yeah. voice one and every time you were getting off the exit ramp on a highway they called it slip road so they kept saying get off on slip road so i remember we were, we we're driving in florida or something so like how many fucking <laughs> slip roads are there slip road. i know it's like <laughs> god there's like five slip roads in the past two miles what the fuck is happening it's just like yelling at the GPS, like, are you playing some sick game? <laughs> but, yeah, so that, that that stuff I always find funny. Yeah, and like, um, I mean, I, no, honestly, if I would have lived there, like, for, until where I'm now, no, my accent would have been definitely changed. You say that, but I, I feel like it just, it's dependent on the person. Uh, you know, honestly, what I feel like, I feel like the people that have a lot of critical thinking 
don't have a thick accent in whatever country they're from. Do you ever notice that? Yes. But <laughs> at the same time, I feel like they can still... Some people like to just... like Since they can think like that, they they know how to do the accent if they wanted to. Right. And they might want to just sound more like everyone else and not stick out. That might be the reason, too, whether it's like a subconscious one or a conscious choice but i don't know i feel like even with people that can barely speak like they speak um like not broken english but like they just don't know how to form complete sentences the way we would they just kind of form yeah, the just, way they do it just ideas and like different just words they can say just to get the basic fundamental meaning across exactly like even those guys they have a more just easier to palate accent than a lot of other people that speak in broken English too. It's not just the people that speak in a fluid accent in English. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. That's, that's like one of the hardest things for people when, when they're trying to learn a new language, because a lot of people can't do accents very well. And I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about like any people like that's not what I'm doing, but it's like certain people that's that speak certain languages when they hear people, because like in, in English, we're so used to hearing people with thick accents, like we don't even care, you know, like we're so used to people speaking non-correct English, like it doesn't even matter to us. But like other people, they're they're used to hearing their language, how it's like supposed to be, because like no one learns their language. So like when they hear it incorrect, they're like, oh, great. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've never known. I mean, the only people that I've known they would just get angry if there's someone was speaking in a foreign language and they weren't speaking in English, but I've never had people get seriously irritated that somebody was speaking in broken English. I've heard people make fun of it, but like not actually really care. No, oh, yeah. But man, I oh, Yeah. I mean I that was the one thing, like I didn't have a problem with pronunciation of words and remembering words, but it was just the right. The nuances, and for some reason, I remember. I don't have to get into. It. I remember telling you last time, like I can read it, but if somebody says it to me, it just all meaning goes out the window. Right. Yeah. Because like the way it's written is not necessarily. When also the way words like can bleed into one another and they can connect. You know, like right. what are you doing becomes like what are you doing. Yeah. Well, especially like with. That. Well, not even that. Like especially with Spanish, because. In our area, there's a bunch of people from a million different speaking Spanish-speaking countries, so they have a bunch That's of different right, words, yeah. the same shit, and they all also talk in their own version of the slang too. So it's like fucking impossible to keep up with it. Well, I mean, I've actually kind of noticed that, like, when when I'm in a community of like of um, where where it's like I'm I'm if, if I'm in a community of Spanish speakers, and they are all from over the world, they'll try to speak less with their like dialectical differences i've noticed that so that they're all understood if you know what i mean but if they were all from the same place they would all talk like you know how the, how they would be yeah i'd imagine they have to have find a lingua franca version of their own spanish but i remember you telling me when you were doing that construction job for a couple of days there's one group of people i don't remember what country they were from but you said that you really couldn't most understand their from, spanish um, most of them are from honduras and el salvador but you couldn't understand what they were saying? I mean, I could for the most part. Like, when they were giving me directions, I could pretty much. Because, like, you know, that's, like, easy. You know, like they're not going to be slang with that. But when, when they're just... When I when I would just hear him tell a story about something, that would be a lot harder to understand. Oh, I see. 
so if they're talking to you, then you can understand. But when they're just bullshitting, you couldn't really get anything. I mean, at times I couldn't understand them just because I was so far away and I just couldn't hear them. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like, cool. I mean, no, and then obviously, yeah, there were times here and there where like, I wouldn't know like a word. And I'd be like, what is this? And they'd be like, oh, God, come on. <laughs> and I felt so bad because like I hate it when I like when I can't what like when my ability to speak a certain language is not there because I want I like to be that guy who can, you know, who can communicate to anyone, but can't always <laughs> do that. That's the one thing I remember when I was uh, <laughs> when I was taking Spanish for college when I was working in the restaurant and I was practicing with the kitchen staff, uh, they always made fun of the way I said words and like asked like what the time was or where is this particular food going because I said like the formal version of it. So they look at me like I was a fucking nerd trying to speak Spanish. It was <laughs> so like funny. A, like a robot. Yeah. yeah, like who the fuck is this jackass talking to me in a full sentence? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like no, I've definitely picked up on certain ways that they – how they change things to make it not sound super like hi how are you like I, I i can sound a lot more just like a natural like this is a guy who can speak spanish you know or, or he's just a guy who's who speaks spanish you know yeah or like you know like when you say like i have or i am they drop the they drop the yo in the front of it they just say whatever the word is too as yeah, opposed to saying because it's like exactly yeah, it's already conjugated yeah, stuff like that. It's like saying, like, what's up, as opposed to what's up. So, like, I'm walking around going, what's up what's to up, everybody. Man? What's up, man? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's what just doing, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, that guy from, you know, that you ever watched VeggieTales? <laughs> yeah, I used to. So, <laughs> the movie, when I was younger, that, like, the Pirates movie that they oh, had. Oh, yes, dude. I was so young when that came out. My dad told me there was a bunch of kids, and I ran. We all ran up to the front of the theater and sang the song "The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything." I fucking remember that vividly. <laughs> We're all like toddlers. Actually, yeah, dude, no joking. Dude, that is hype. Yeah, it was that such a good awesome. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love the yeah the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything movie's good. The Jonah movie's pretty cool. You I like remember... the Jonah one, yeah? No, yeah, we we were watching like me and my family were watching the one with the ch- the chocolate bunny factory. <laughs> I don't actually remember, wait. Like, I don't remember that one. It it's like the it's like the interpretation of that story from the Bible where it's like the three people. It's like it's like the three guys like that um. They were asked to like bow down to the pagan god, and then they refused, and then the guy th- tried to throw him in the furnace, and then um. The angel saved him, remember? But remember, it's like in the VeggieTales version, it's like they had to bow down to the chocolate bunny, <laughs> and they refused, and then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, no, I remember, like, what you're saying about, like, we were talking about the accents and stuff like that, Mr. Lunt, just like the, hey, boss, those guys <laughs> over there, they're not singing. <laughs> uh, it's so good. <clears throat> Going back to the Jonah one... I love the the concept, like the people from Nineveh just slap each other with fishes. Yeah, they just like <laughs> they're just total dicks to old people. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was so funny. Oh man. Yeah. What's crazy is like that started out with like a guy like using a home edit or a home animation software in his garage. Yeah, no, because like anything's possible, dude. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Anything is possible. I remember. Um, yeah. 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 Continue. 
I just I remember what I was going to say. I mean, I don't remember watching, like, VeggieTales anywhere with people except for that movie. I think I just, I had a bunch of them on tape. Yeah, I did too. Well, I mean, I, I watched them with people. But yeah, I, I just had, like, a lot of tapes and we would just, like, put them on. And like just, because we would always watch, I would always watch stuff with my brothers and sisters. And that's actually one of the biggest things we would watch. You know what's crazy is when I was younger, I, I don't know for some, I think now I find Bible stories more interesting because I kind of put them in historical context with other cultures and civilizations and just like learning yeah, more about that kind of cool. stuff and how it coincides. But I remember when I was right. younger, I always thought that like it was so fucking boring to me to listen to the stories, but like visually seeing it out on Veggie Tales always made it like 10 times more interesting to me. Yeah, that's why I think it's a good way to... Um to like like it's it's a it's a way to make the bible approachable to kids because like you can't just have a kid like just read the bible they're not going to understand what any of that means but like yeah when you actually have like the you know yeah you like you have the the visualization of it and it's like in a cute way that kids will like and you have the the you know bob and larry will like explain the message and and, you know because like the kids can't just like figure it out on their own like they need someone to explain it to them yeah, I mean, I didn't really have. I'm not. Tra- I'm not trying to under. <laughs> I'm not trying to like just shit on kids, but like. Well, no, I mean, obviously, you need something like as complex as adult themes and stories that be palatable for children. I didn't really have a hard time like understanding the premises of stories. Like, I could visualize what was happening. I just, with my narration in my head, I just thought the stories were boring. But the thing that I didn't really understand was like, f- like the philosophical aspects of the Bible, like why. God chose to do the things that he did. Like sometimes like stuff like that wouldn't make sense to me or like yeah, it could be why people. Confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like I could, I could understand like the moral, um, like lessons in all the stories, but I didn't understand why stuff had to be the way that it did. You know, like, right. Yeah. Okay. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Like just it, a lot of stuff just didn't like make functional sense to me. Right. Well, actually like, Another thing that the show did, which I thought was really genius, was how, like, when they had to do, when they had to deal with certain themes of, like, adultery or, you know, or, like, rape or anything like that, where, like, you know, you can't show that in a kid's show. So, like, they took the story of Esther, right? And then, um, I forgot who the king was. Like, he was jealous of this this guy's wife. And then, uh, the, it was, like, set in the Persian Empire, I remember. Right. And then... And then, and then, like his his right hand man goes like, "Look, dude, look at how many wives you have. Like this guy has one, and like he's, like they're they're happy together. Like just don't steal him." And then he sends the guy off to war, and just like, you know, he takes in the wife. And then, I I loved how they they replaced that with rubber duckies. <laughs> Remember, Larry's like the king, and he's like, "I want that guy's rubber ducky." And then the guy's <laughs> like, "Look at how many rubber duckies you have, dude." <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, like that's great. That's great. Yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, this whole point with anything, like making a really creative cartoon to explain adult things. Yeah, and then you get desensitized to everything, and everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And nothing impresses you anymore. Like, dude, I could play any game that comes out today, and like, I'd be, I'm, I'm bored after like literally. Like, I don't know. And like it's 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 cuz like I'm not I'm not really into video games anymore as I used to. Like I only play them like literally I don't even know how how often. I mean it's not often, 
it's literally like I'll play, I'll play, um, I'll play Smash Melee with my brother when he's here, but he's like, he's barely here. And then I'll, I'll maybe every once in a while play some like Assassin's Creed, but other than that, I don't really do anything. I mean, that's just how it goes, man. It just, <laughs> once you turn 21, it all goes more downhill and you just don't give a fuck about anything. Apathy oh, right, just fills yeah. you. Yeah, and like also it's just like it's like we've we've just spit seen so much in video games. Like I remember when I played Assassin's Creed three when I was in like fourth grade. You know, I, I was just all I played was like the GameCube at that point. So when I saw a video game where you had like this much variety and you could literally go wherever you want, like it literally felt like I was on drugs. Like I thought I was like this is like the coolest thing I'd ever experience. <laughs> yeah and that magic is now gone yeah i know but n- now i i enjoy them more for like the historical stuff i think it's the only reason to enjoy those games anymore the oh, multiplayer also- used to be fun oh yeah that actually was fun but i don't think anyone plays it anymore no not anymore <laughs> plus it made no sense to me when i played it as a little kid but <sighs> i yeah. yeah but i mean they're also fun. I also just love just running around and like killing people and like just like you know getting in fights with the guards. Those that's always fun. And just seeing all the different animations. Those are always cool. For me, it was never like like I mean I, I didn't really think about this aspect when I was a kid. Like just going around and killing people for no reason. For me, it was like the way everything was done. Like I liked being like a badass character and being able to upgrade weapons and choose different things and be. Like, you know, like, not just, like, a random thing. You're actually, like, a cool character that you'd watch in a movie and you get to control that character. That's the kind of thing that I liked about that game. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, the first character that I actually played in a video game where I was like, I like this guy and I like being this guy was the was Edward Kenway from Assassin's Creed 4. I was like, yeah, I, I am into this guy's story. I care about him and, like, I think he's cool and, like, I want to be as him and, like, and finish his story, you know? Yeah, I hear you. And he was a badass. He was literally just Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, bro. <sighs> I'm trying to think of um, of stuff like that. I'm trying to think of like the first character that I really liked playing as a game. I don't remember though. Maybe it was like one of the other guys from the other games, like Ezio. That's the one everyone likes. Well, no, it was way before Assassin's Creed. I think it was like. I think it might have been like Smash characters. Mario. I thought Mario was lame, but I liked being able to play as like Snake or Samus or um fuck who else. I, I must confess, I used to think Sonic was cool when I way back oh, when I was yeah. like a little kid. I love Sonic. Dude, holy fuck. That brings back memories. There was this really fun Sonic game where you would like race down the city on a skateboard or like a railboard or some shit like that, and it was so fucking fun. It was, was like it a, that, like, was it Sonic Adventure Two? That's the one everyone says is like good. I, never I don't, it, but. I don't remember. I just know that it was like a Sonic racing game. It was so fucking fun. Okay. No, I remember. Um, oh, I had so much fun with Mario Kart, dude. Oh my god, just I could, I would play that with like my whole family. We did, we'd have so much fun. Like that's a big example of a game where like I think anyone can have fun on Mario Kart. Like. Yeah, I agree. It's just like race. It's just it's, it's simple controls. Like it's it's great. 
Same thing with Wii Sports. I think anyone can have fun on Wii Sports. <laughs> I like Wii Sports Resort. That was my favorite one. I like the oh, fencing. Oh, yeah, the, the sword one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's that one where was... you, just, you just, like, go through the whole map and, like, take down everyone. That was so, so fun. And then you could do, like, the duels and the thing where you slice all, the, like, the fruit. <laughs> yeah, dude. I Yeah, I love that more than the boxing. And the boxing was really fucking fun. Oh, yeah, the boxing? I would get, like... I'd sweat like a lot. <laughs> I was getting a lot of physical exercise with that. Oh yeah, and the bowling, dude, the fucking fights you'd have with your family and friends with the bowling. Oh yeah, no. One time, I think my sister was playing. Well, she wasn't playing the bowling, but she she was. I was watching her playing the sword thing. She accidentally whacked me in the face while she was like using the motion control. <laughs> yep, that's how. That's my childhood, man. Everybody hitting Woo! themselves in the face. Or not putting the strap on and, like, flinging the remote at the TV and cracking it. Yep. <laughs> man, I wish I, I wish when, like, really fun shit like that was popular. I know. We're not going like to have anything like that anytime soon. Well, the best we get is fidget spinners. <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude. I don't even want to talk They're trying to do it with even VR, though, but it's just like, fuck, those man. Those were I don't actually do... really fun, though. And I, I hate to VR? Say, but those are actually... No, no, no. Um, no, VR gives me a fucking headache, dude. Yeah, I'm talking about the fidget spinners. I so I, I when it, when they first came out, I love the joke of making fun of people being autistic using a fidget spinner. But I'm really fidgety right. myself, and probably also slightly autistic. So oh, yeah. I, I, I never I met like an him. actual autistic person who who like uses those. It was all just like like just random jo- like average Joes playing. I know a lot of autistic kids in my school that were using them. But it was, I mean, everybody was because it was popular, but like they're the ones that like were like looking up tricks on YouTube or switching out parts for more premium ones, like <laughs> <laughs> upgrading, getting like yeah. accessories. I'm like, guys, stop taking this. Yeah. Serious. Making like a shitty flash animation GIF or something like that and then turning it into an All image right. and putting it on their fidget spinner, like stuff like that. Yeah. Or like furry heads. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you ever play like with Pokemon cards when you were in like, like, lower school or no i i never had any pokemon cards i had Yu-Gi-Oh cards but i didn't know how to play the game a lot of my friends I never did knew how to play. i never knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. i was just like eh. I'll pass. yeah i always was like every time i talked about it with people I, I always just talked about it from the aspect of me having the cards so it's like going and yeah. telling them what cards i had but i never knew how to play um no and like i i always thought the cards looked cool but I yeah. just I didn't know what any of it meant. I didn't know how the game worked. But Pokemon, I actually, I knew somewhat how the card game worked, and I played it once actually, like about three years ago, and it was actually pretty fun. But um, I, it wasn't really. I think it was kind because of, like when I was, I mean, people like don't get me wrong, people played Pokemon, had Pokemon cards, but it really was Yu-Gi-Oh and also Beyblade. People played the shit out of Beyblade. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was popular when I was in like third grade. Yeah, do that. That and dude, I, for some reason in my elementary oh, school, Bakugan. Did you ever get that? No, that wasn't as popular for, for some reason around me. But the one I thing that was that, in elementary school was um fucking WWE. Like people, that's all they would talk about, and they just had funny. so many action figures and fucking. It was no, so stupid. No, yes, growing up, like my when I was like in in like like grade school and like middle school, like no one talked about that. Everyone just talked You're about fucking like, lucky. Either football, <laughs> dude. Like I, <laughs> sport, like just I, regular sports and like movies and video games. That was, was high school, so, dude. Nah, for me that was what? like 
That was in middle school. Yeah, like when I was in elementary school, I, I knew that shit was fake, and it, I thought it was so stupid, and it's all everybody talked about. It was like soap operas. Like, did you see who talks shit about who? Like, they fucking... Know, like, there's guys, a script, like, bro. Shut up. you know how stupid this is? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know how phony and just all false this is? Like, I know we're all 10, but Jesus Christ. And also, fucking, like, it's just... <laughs> People wore the shirts and got in trouble. (laughs) Oh, no. And they would, like, have it on their backpack, you know? They'd have, like, the backpack with, like, John Cena on it. Yeah, dude. I fucking hate WWE. And those people turned into talking about football all day in high school. Like, I I don't mind watching football. I used to play it. I'll watch the Super Bowl, all that stuff. But I cannot stand when everybody my fucking age, that's all they talk about is what fucking player got traded, who's going to make it this year. Like, I cannot stand it when people, like, commentate. (laughs) Fuck. <laughs> You're talking about like like everyone your age talking about that shit. Why yes. I can't stand people talking about like the people that are my age like now? What I can't stand them talking about are like cars. I'm like, guys, who gives a shit? It's literally <laughs> it just brings you to point A to point B. That's all you should care about. Like who cares if it has the stupid fucking thing on the exhaust pipe that makes it annoyingly loud and like I'm sorry if I'm uh, offending anyone who likes who actually likes cars but at the nah, same fuck time, those guys <laughs> we'll shit on no, your hobby no, okay. we don't care <laughs> i know people we'll sh- in my work where they're nice people and they like cars but i mean okay i don't understand why but i will yeah. shit on everybody's hobby i don't even care no and all those stupid <laughs> fucking car, car meets dude like i hate to sound like a boomer but like <laughs> why do y'all go to that like it's literally stupid the only thing that I thought was cool was there used to be a drag racing strip, like an official one, behind, not behind my house, but near my neighborhood. And every Saturday night, you could just hear it. It got really annoying to the point where they got shut down and they just got turned into developments like everybody else in this fucking state. But right. <laughs> it was cool because like regular people could mod their cars and do the race. So I got to see people have their engines blow up or completely fail or go super fast. It was very exciting. And Tickets yeah, were really so cheap. Cool. Yeah, it was like five dollars or ten dollars or something crazy or something like low. Man. Yeah, I miss it. Yeah, like I could never get into that. I could never get into. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything? Okay, there's a lot of things I couldn't get into. Um, like, um, hmm. I'm trying to remember. Cause, like, I mean, growing up, like, I I always felt like I never fit into like any group like there was never like a i mean i i had a group for a little while but then i kind of became like a douchebag and thought like i was better than them and then i tried to be with like the cool kids and the cool kids didn't like me and then my old group ended up not liking me either so i was just kind of like well fuck you know (laughs) so did you did you feel like you're always trying too hard to go with whatever crowd you kind of bounce your personality on whoever you talk to yeah, and, like, once I realized that, like, you know, how about I just be Will Zeldin and not, like, give a shit, that's when, like, I'm, I've been great, you know? Like, I'm doing great now. Like, you know? At my old school, I mean, I, I, I hated it. And I tried to always convince myself that I, that I did. Um, but, like, I would always just try to, like, I, I would always get so paranoid, like, oh, like, oh, if I'm not sitting with a group at lunch, like, I'm, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be alone and people are going to, like, judge me. But it's like, okay, I should have been like, who the fuck cares? Like, I could have just sat by myself and I probably would have had a great time by myself. And I could have read a book or I could have just drawn something or I could have just wrote a poem, you know? 
Like, there's nothing wrong with that. People think like they need to be with people in order to achieve like this uh, this sort of ecstasy, if you know what I'm saying. But I'm like, no, guys, you can you can get this like enough, if not even more, of that joy just being by yourself, or even like you know with your family. People don't want to be with their family for reasons that I. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, everyone has a different life and different background, and not everyone lives in the kind of family I do. I was about to say, and, I would I would say most people's families are dysfunctional. Yeah, and that's very sad. Or abusive. Yes, exactly. Although, I mean, I don't know. We are social creatures to an extent. I just think everybody needs balance. Like, you need time to go hang out and be with people, and you need time to have to yourself. You need to experience yeah, exactly. pain. You need to experience pleasure. Like, you just it's your fucking duality of man you gotta experience both but oh yeah that is very true and like i think the problem is that people don't like they don't um get enough of one part you know that they're too leaning on one side and they don't know what the other side's like if you know what i mean oh of course yeah yeah like they they can only be by themselves or oh they can only be with other people or like it's like every yeah, yeah. Like, it's like everybody you talk to has fucking depression or some sort of mental problem, whether it's actually clinical and it's not or like it's like really impeding your function or you're just saying it because you feel sad all the time. Whatever <laughs> the reason just, is, the government is corrupt. And, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, whatever it is, like it just it just depends on how you choose to think about things. And if you yeah, need medication it's, it's, to. Yeah, if you need medication to function to do that, and then some people still won't do that. Like I, there's always been the biggest debate of what you are morally and physically responsible for when your actions like hurt other people or you cut people out, whatever the case may be with whatever your mental illness does other people. So at the end of the day, if you can take some sort of responsibility and the way you change the way you think about things to not feel that way in the first place, on top of doing whatever medication that you need then it's always a two-step process for me yeah it's honestly um it's 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 just like um a lot of it is just like acceptance and you have to be like all right this is what i've been given and i need to just i need to deal with things that are that are if you know what i'm saying and how there's always going to be hope you know and there's always going to be a way that you know i i can I can be happy, you know, but you yeah. know, like I don't. Have you read The Raven? No, I haven't. But well, yeah, it's like the the poem. Um, it's it's wait by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I have yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like the whole point of that. I mean, it's so like gorgeous, like the the language and all the, the all of it that it uses, and the 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 topic and just like it's so colorful the way he describes all the stuff. But like the whole point of it was just like that. You know, like the man, he's like depressed. His 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 um his lover's dead. He's just it's literally just it's agony for him. Like there's nothing left. But it's like he doesn't like he keeps trying to to see if there's like uh, if there's hope. But then he eventually just like he just he doesn't accept the fact that like he can be fine without his lover. And then he just keeps being just a miserable. Just you know and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a big reflection on his life because I remember he moved from city to city and he was extremely poor and depressed and all those issues. Probably also severely malnourished, which is probably ten times of the problem. But oh, yeah, you're, ta- you're talking about Poe himself, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of that was reflected yeah. on his actual life. Oh, yeah. Because like he, I mean, he's like before he died, he was like walking. 
Do what? Yeah, he did not live a very nice life. No, he didn't. And like right before he died, he's walking around the streets of Baltimore acting fucking crazy. Like a he just his nerves snapped and he just went on a psychosis. Yeah, we still don't know truly what caused that. Yeah. We don't and know if it was like he was just it was alcohol poisoning. We don't know if it was just a, literally just a buildup of distress that literally killed him, or like we just we don't know truly. It was probably a mixture of everything. Like to uh, to get to that point, unless like you have something. Sp- I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying he wasn't specifically diagnosed with anything, but I feel like he wouldn't like he wouldn't be able to function as a poet if he had some sort of mental impediment that would make him have a psychosis like that. I feel like it was a buildup from everything, whether it was drugs, alcohol being poor, not eating, not sleeping, having severe depression, causing brain damage, whatever the fucking shit is. Like, it just all came to a head and then just walked around like a mongrel and just fell in the street. Yeah. No, but his his literature is it's so good. I, I bought his, like, it's not his complete works, but it's a good fat chunk of it for about, like, let me see. Yeah, $11. <laughs> it, it, like, and I have right. access to, let's see, about 600 pages worth of stuff to read. Are you a fan of poetry in general, or do you just like his work? Uh, kind of. I mean, I there's only a few poets that I would say that I really like. Um, yeah. I haven't ventured very far, because you know, I, only, I only know about, like, the romantics, you know, like, I don't know if you've heard of Samuel Taylor Coolridge. He's really, really good. I feel like maybe I have. Like, I feel do, like... you know the po- do you know the poem, um, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner? No, I don't. No, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, to, to you and to anyone who's listening to this podcast, go and read uh, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That is... My second favorite poem of all time, first being The Raven, it's so good. And I don't want to say what it's about just because, like, I want you to just have no expectation going in. Cool, yeah. I'll give it a listen. I, it's sad, man. <coughs> I used to be heavy into literature, and I didn't really gravitate towards poetry. I feel like, for me, the only poetry that I really liked was stuff from song lyrics. I don't think I could sit and read something, and it really resonated with me. I, I feel like... Okay. Like, even I mean, if I, like, read the lyrics on a piece of paper, I feel like it wouldn't have the same impact. So I have to kind of have that in the form of a song, but... Yeah, you need articulation to, like, yeah, see I, what they're trying to... Well, like, what are some examples of, like, your favorite um, song lyrics? I don't know. I like... I like a lot of philosophical lyrics, or... I don't know. I'm a very cynical person, so I like... I mean, obviously, a lot of... Me- like. <laughs> to the point where it's been overdone and cheesy now, but a lot of original ones that are, because like there's a lot of people that can do very, the way they, the way they make it, it's not as pretentious. It's very creative, but it's also just kind of tongue in cheek too. Like it's not trying to be overly smart or overly serious. That's the kind of things I don't really gravitate towards, but um, I like a lot of just like some metal bands that have really cynical lyrics or esoteric spiritual lyrics, stuff like that. But yeah, I feel like, like if I was to read it, some really fucking nasty <laughs> stuff to say. Yeah, but also they have a, a wide scope. Of, it's not just cynicism. Oh, sure, it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's only a few of their songs. Like, it's not like Slipknot where they're talking about you know slitting your throat and fucking the wound. Like, yeah, but it's it's more nuanced than that. That's like they yeah. they did that's a lot of stuff for shock value, but they also had a lot of insightful. You know, um, that's self- part of the reason why I 
never really got into Slipknot. It's just because that stuff, like, it just, it's just annoying to me. Their lyrics are just the way, like, the screaming and the the aggressive music. And that, too. It's kind of both of them. Yeah, because they're um, a lot more... They're, they've actually always kind of been, like, a very poppy kind of band. Very, you know, like, intro, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge type of band. But Yeah, look. and it's also just the actual just style of the way the music sounds. Like, I just... There's a difference between metal, like, Tool or Megadeth, and then there's metal, which is just, like, that shouting and like there's like hardly any singing and it's just like rawr, rawr, rawr. like I, I hate that stuff that stuff's really stupid yeah. yeah so like that was more of their first couple albums but like they like i said they they became not poppy but they had more catchy choruses and melodies later okay. in the music um so that's more of their old i mean they, they still had melody in their old albums but it was more chaotic and more freeform so like it it didn't really yeah. feel like it had structure it feel like it was more just he was like severely like he was a fucking alcoholic on drugs and he just was getting out all his anger and it had really creepy lyrics, but he kind of matured with the band and they kind of changed the music style with it too. So, I mean, obviously like they have some, like they still have really heavy songs in their new albums, but it's fewer and fewer. It's more like traditional alternative kind of style. Dude, I don't think I listened to them past like their second album. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Maybe I should go back, <laughs> but like I, I, I'll send you. A, I'll send you some songs there to give you okay, the scope of what I'm talking sure, about. Sure. He also yeah. like he's a fan of ballads. He does a lot of ballads and a lot of covers of other songs. Like he um, he covered a Beatles song. He covered okay. another. Like he he's a fan of he's a fan of that type of like I said poppy melody. Okay. <clears throat> but um, what was I saying? Yeah, as far as lyrics and like literature goes, like I don't like poetry. It's the same reason why I don't like modern art because I feel like it's really fucking lazy and people are way too pretentious about its meaning. No, yeah, and it's just like because like a, a lot of modern art is just like, oh well, they're just trying to push the boundaries of like what can truly be considered art. They're like, oh well, this is art because like you know it's like depicting like a thing, and it's like well okay, that doesn't mean it's like it's good <laughs> or that it deserves yeah. to be like in a museum or anything. Like it's yeah. My, I mean, I'm going to pigeonhole myself with this one. If we ever have people like actually listen to it, I'll get in trouble, but I don't care because it's fucking bad. Like I hate, I hate when people talk about like any mental illness thing in their poetry. Like it's like, this is about my internal struggles and it's like everybody fucking (laughs) does that shit and they all do it in such a cringy, like, like, you know, it's like, you know, those poems that are not even like three sentences. They're just like four, like four words a line. It's like. The window opened, and I sat there with my blouse, and it flew in the wind. I realized that I'm always going to be alone, but I will persevere another day in the hot tub. It's like, shut the fuck yeah, no, up. That, I hate exactly. that shit. No, that's why I love The Raven so much, because The Raven literally does the opposite of that and just depicts... Well, okay, it's about a similar topic of, like, depression and, like, just losing all hope, but, like... It At least it was it. creative. Yeah, and like the the way you the way he describes all of it, like you you won't understand it in the first hearing. Like you need to hear it a few times in order to understand it. Yeah. Yeah, like he, like, he uh, uses other ways to describe the things he's talking about. Like I'm not going to be a gatekeeper out of it. Like if you get meaning out of whatever, like that's what you should get meaning off of. I'm not well, taking sure, it away yeah. from anybody, but like I always just thought it was so fucking lazy because like to me the to me for the general scope of things, I thought the whole point of poetry was to take something 
and give it a whole entirely new meaning and just very vivid symbolism that just struck you out yeah. your heartstrings yeah, and pulled at your like, soul, man. Yeah, that's what the Raven does to me, and that's what the Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner does. Yeah, I mean, and, um, I mean, yeah. <coughs> his stuff didn't really do that to me, but I, I, I always, yeah, but I, I didn't feel like emotion with his writing, but I, I thought his stuff was really creative. But yeah, have you but, have you ever read? He he had this one poem which I really liked. It was called Annabelle Lee. It's really like it's it's sweet, but at the same time it's also like creepy. It's mystical, but it's it's also like nice yeah, I, sounding. It's 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 an interesting one, and it's not too long. Like you literally read it in like one minute. I've read that one, and also yeah, wait, that was that one, the I love that one? That's the one where he's was that the one where like, it was like the the heartbeat was pounding in the floorboards? Was that that no, one? No, no, no. That's uh, the Telltale Heart. That one is okay. very creepy. That, that's yeah, that's good, though. that's that was like one of his short stories, I think. Yeah, that's the one that I vividly remember was, I don't know, like out of all his work, it was just, I remember vividly the, the heart getting faster, inducing anxiety in the floorboard. <laughs> yeah, and like how he just like, I know he was just talking about how like he didn't, like he didn't hate the man. He just hated like that eye. He just said like the eye like wasn't part of the man and the eye would just freak him out. And that's why he killed him. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me reiterate what I was saying before so people don't misconstrue it, misconstrue it. I, so I, not like when people talk about a mental illness or like something that's personal to them and like use it as their form of expression. I hate when people make it very simple and direct and then think that it's so riveting. Like Like I can't, that I can't stand. Exactly. It's It's like, it's not subtle at all. They, yeah, they say like a no shit statement and then people like are supposed to snap their fingers at it like it's something like that took a lot of effort to think. Like that's I hate like that. What, yeah, that's what Filthy Frank made fun of like in his SoundCloud rapper music. He's just like, yeah, I'm bringing white boy rap music back. Yeah. The government is corrupt. <laughs> it's like it's like to me it's it's like the Limp Biscuit of poems. Like I just it's just yeah. it's just fucking lazy to me. Yeah, right. I mean, we were going back to the lyrics. Like, the, I think um, Metallica has great lyrics. I love listening to their songs, and their um, especially like Justice. I think especially has some awesome lyrics. Um, and like the whole, th- the whole, th- like a lot, a lot of this, like the album brings you through this whole like, um, like it just goes, it like delves into like chaos and like morality is getting like warped and like people like don't know and like you're going through hell. It's just it's cool. Like I love listening to one. Like, that just um, I th- I think of that as like someone who's like just on a trip down on the bus in the hell you know like Dante and he has to get out and he's like fighting through you know you know that part that section in the middle where it gets like really it gets like really heavy yeah but it, but in the beginning yeah. it's slow and then yeah it's it's really like ballad like but then when it gets in the 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 middle to the end it's like really chaotic and whatnot <sighs> yeah I. Metallica is kind of hit and miss for me. I feel like some okay. of the stuff to me from I them is kind that. of well, like I mean, they wrote all that shit when they were fucking eighteen. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were they were fucking angsty teenagers when they wrote a lot of that. So like some of it's kind of cheesy to me, but some of the themes like I like um the theme for one, and then also the theme for Master of Puppets. I feel like that also yeah. kind of creates a vivid. But I mean, it doesn't really resonate with me too too much because I can't really. Like I'm not a soldier and I don't have a drug problem, so I don't really connect right. with those two. But I can get the like the people that go through that kind of thing. Like that, I can understand how that can be, you know, heavy and emotional for them. But that's just not me. But I still think it's creative the way they did it. Yeah, and like you know, um, except for 
you know what's funny actually i think um the one the one part that's always been cheesy to me like the whole like you know the song one right yeah i i love that song so the part where i thought was like kind of cool back then but i think is really cheesy now for some reason i don't know if it's the cynic in me but um where he's like landmines have taken my legs and shit like that oh no that's that's the part i was talking about where like where like you know to me it feels like now he's like truly descended into hell and it's like chaos i love that yeah well, i mean it's it's more of that's actually the part where like the um um the lyrics might delve into the cheesiness might you know like i i, I still don't really know but i i love the sound of it and i love the the chorus. i thought you're like the, i i thought you were talking about the part before that one well, no, it gets into that, and then, like, you know how it, like, gradually oh, okay. gets into that, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not talking about, I'm not the darkness part, the part where he's talking about, like, getting blown up by a landmine. I don't know why I find that cheesy. Like, it's it's a fucking, like, brutal imagery, yeah, I, but it's, I like, it's just, like, it, it's it's not so, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's no, like, vit, like creativeness to me. It's just straight in your face, which I is mean, what I like it's... I because it, it gets my yeah. blood pumping, and I can... <laughs> well, in it. <laughs> well, it's because he's yeah, it's because he's yelling to a chugging riff. That's why. But I'm just saying, just right. strictly for the lyrics for me. Yeah, but I I like the beginning. You know, he's like, um, I can't remember anything and all that stuff, and it's just like, man, like it's it's come to this. Yeah, no, I like I said, I like the overarching theme of the song. I just think that that specific one is just like I don't know why I find that part cheesy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, um, I really. Um, I really like I like Justice because I think that one has a, the best like through line as to like what it's trying to talk about and all the songs I can see like are related and trying to talk about a similar topic as opposed to like there are other ones where like the songs aren't necessarily talking about the same yeah. kind of through line if you see what I'm saying. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, that I'm, kind I'm of not stuff. saying they don't work together as an album, sound wise, because they they do. They're great albums, but. Um, Justice has that through line of just like you know, it's war, morality is warped. You like don't know where you are. It's just all is it's, it's chaos. You know. Maybe you like it because it has no fucking bass on it. <laughs> it doesn't. You never heard of that criticism that they turn the fuck or I think it was probably Lars. Every shitty idea Metallica has because of Lars, he like wanted the engineer to turn down the bass, so the bass is super fucking low on that album. I mean, I don't really give a shit. I love Justice. Okay. <laughs> exactly. No, actually, we—I was talking to Travis about this. How would you rank their albums? I like, don't know. Starting from worst, go to best. I don't. I honestly haven't listened to a full Metallica album. I only know their popular songs. I don't really listen to them. Gay? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was the same way, and then I, I actually sit down and listen to the first four fully. I don't remember if I listened to. All of the other ones fully. Well, I, mean, I might have at some point, but like not recently, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, cause like, I mean, I think, um, I mean, I don't, re- like, I think Load and Reload, I don't even remember which one was which. I, I don't even remember anything on those. Uh, obviously, St. Anger is the worst. And then follows that is Load and Reload. I don't know which <laughs> order it is because I don't remember them. And then, So why is St. Anger the worst to you then? Because, I mean, okay, no, because that one's actually cringe you know like it doesn't like what's cringe like, about it to you the lyrics the the songwriting the, the tone well, the of it sound like, yeah the tone like it's just, it's it sounds like the they, whole like, package had, yeah i'm just it's just yeah. question it it just questions me like like what were they thinking you know yeah yeah the whole package exactly 
I mean, I guess you could say like, oh, it's funny, so that makes it therefore better than you know, like yeah. like load, which is you just you don't remember it and it's boring. Um, yeah, For no, me, there, the there, there's some songs on those two albums that I thought were pretty cool. Yeah, for me, the my favorite part is obviously the the fucking meme of a shitty trash can snare. <laughs> that's that's the gold for me. Yeah, and then I honestly think you'd go to after that. I I put Death Magnetic, and then I'd probably say the 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 newest one, which I actually think is kind of underrated. But then after that, it's it's definitely Black Album. But then. I should know. Oh, no, no, yeah. I'm going to go Black Album, Master Puppets, and then the top three, I have no idea how to rank them. They're all so good. <laughs> if only bands were like their first couple albums, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they're, the Metallica's first four albums are insanely good, even though I think Master Puppets is, is worse than the, the, the first three. I don't know. I guess if I had to pick one, a lot of the songs that I like, look, as I, like I said, I'm not really too, too much of the biggest fan of them but i think the songs i really like and the songs that i wanted to learn how to play were on ride the lightning so i probably would pick that one i think Fuck yeah dude i love the lyrics on um yeah creeping death like, I'm yeah across the land first <laughs> oh that song's so good yeah i like um there's another going back to song lyrics that i like there i like when people do fantasy or sci-fi lyrics really nerdy shit there's a band called the sword they kind of sound like a Black Sabbath went speed metal. They're really kind of bluesy, fast, riffy, okay. awesome kind of band. And they have an album. Oh, what the fuck is the name of that album? I think, oh, Warp Riders. The name is Warp Riders. He basically okay. made up, they made up a science fiction story. And they, it was a concept album. So it, it followed us like a, like a main character and like his journeys through time and space and all that kind of shit. So <laughs> stuff like yeah, that. I love concept cool, albums. Yeah. yeah, check it out, dude. They're a fucking, you you might actually really might like them. The Sword, the Warp Sword, Riders. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the album's Warp Riders. Warp Riders. Yeah. Very mystical. Very fucking yes. catchy riffs on the guitar. Um, But, yeah. Yeah, not a fan of most modern versions. Honestly, most modern music, most modern literature, modern poems, modern art. Like, I feel like the majority of it's lazy to me. Like oh, I, yeah, I hate, definitely. I hate that everybody panders. I hate that everybody takes simple concepts and makes it so pretentious. Like I, just, I hate all well, of no, it. Yeah, that's why Pixar sucks now. Like they used to be great. Uh, like, now, yeah, they everyone knows what their formula is, and like they don't, they haven't changed it, and all they're doing is just making sequels. And then, I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen like Luca or Encanto or whatever the fuck. I mean, I actually do want to see those because you know they, those actually do look interesting. But now they're literally just making like Finding Dory was terrible. It was literally just the same movie, but worse. And it was yeah, just more, I re- more annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like. I remember we went on that animation tangent last podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to go down this road again. We already spent like yeah, 40 minutes on it. Yeah, let's talk about something else. <laughs> How about, um, oh, uh, yeah. What's your tool ranking? How'd you rank their album? Ooh. Fuck. Yeah. Well, for me, lateral. That's hard. Is definitely number one. Like I don't think there's no question for me for that. Laterals is, is number one. Like that's hard to me because they like all their albums are so. F- I obviously tool. None of them are bad. Their- like they're all great. Well, it's not even that. Like it's weird. It's weird to explain. Like a lot of their songs, like their their writing style is so specific. Like if you're not 
a fan of them. Like all their songs are going to sound the same to you, but for like, I really enjoy their shit. And also like being able to play the songs and cover them. Like I can hear more of the nuance between like, obviously they play a lot of stuff with like the same kind of chords, the same kind of sounds. Like a lot of it's very similar, but they write very like different types of songs while also writing the same kind of songs, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. That's why that's it's why hard. I, that's why I love them. That's why they're, they're my favorite band. That's... I always can see, like, new subtle ways that they, like, you know, make their music. It's it's And how they... And, and, and their sound and their, you know, and their riffs. Like, I can always just see new things. And how they, like, yeah. just fit as a band. Awesome. That for me that was the problem of why like when I first listened to the new album or the newest album that they did I didn't really like it because I I felt like I I liked the songs but like they really didn't explore into much newer territory for me you know it's one of those things where yeah, I just why, felt like they could have put people, that album. Um, well yeah that's why people didn't like the new Metallica album from like 2016 or whatever yeah because like it didn't do anything new and then that's fair but I think the songs yeah. are still pretty good. Well, right. So, so saying. So, when I first listened to it, I was because like I was disappointed because it was like everybody was hyping this shit up for thirteen fucking years, and I listened to it. And I was like, man, they could have released this like five years ago and gotten the same results. You know what I mean? They didn't have right. to fine tune it this much. But the album's been out for a couple of years now, and the more I listen to it, like I, I like the songs on it. Like I'm just such I a huge go back fan. And listen to it because that's definitely the Tool album I listen to the least, honestly. Well, actually, no. I think I don't really listen to Undertow very much. Yeah, Undertow was their it was more of their grungy, angry kind of album. I like some of the weird parts of Undertow, but I don't really listen to a lot of stuff on there stuff. So I guess if I was to do a ranking it'd be Undertow, Opiate. Um I actually have not listened uh, to Opiate. It's it's kinda weird. I actually I like it, but it's you it, it's definitely if if you like Tool for the reasons you like him, I don't think you'll like this one. Um, I I think Anima is probably next, and then Anima. I only like a few songs on that. As a whole, I yeah. don't. I I Anima. I think is one of my favorites in the context. Is I love. That's when they started to go into the more of the psychedelic realm, and I all their weirdest shit has been on Anima, which I like. But I think in terms of for me, because I, Lateralis and Ten Thousand Days is like what I got introduced to them. Like I never even knew this kind of music existed. And I actually, I didn't, I didn't like it when it first came out. I thought the songs were too long. I hated how like quiet his vocals were. Like I didn't really understand what was going on. I just didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't I would get I always hate how there's always be like two minute intros. I'm like, can I just yeah, show the lyrics? Like, cause that's how every stupid little kid is thinking. Yeah. I mean, I thought that about Mastodon too. Like, I just thought like the, the, the mixing was kind of muffled the way they did it and I didn't mm-hmm. really hear like clear things so that's why I didn't really have anything for my brain to latch onto especially with doing like polyrhythms and shit like it wasn't right. normal I mean obviously they do a lot of you know symbol work to keep that shit in 4-4 or right. keep it in a very like head boppy kind of time but a lot of the stuff that they didn't do that where it's just I had to vibe out to it I didn't really get that until I was older but <sighs> I don't know I think but, yeah. um, is lateralis your favorite uh, I think to me, like it has to be a tie between that and Ten Thousand Days. I I can't pick one I or the do other. I love t- Ten Thousand Days is my second pick, and because I yeah. I love um I love Jambi, I love the Pot, I love Rosetta Stoned, you, I love um, you know, what, what's the other one? Um, God, it's like the it's like the most popular one. Why am I, the name? The Pot. No, it's like the it's, it's not that one. It's like the um. Oh, you just said that. 
It's like the banana, 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 banana. You know that one? On 10,000 Days? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on, wait, wait. I, I, I have to figure this out. I don't think you... That didn't sound like the right riff that you mouthed. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. Give me one second. 10,000 Days, baby. It's, yeah, oh, I don't know. Vi- vicarious, that's it. Oh, that, yeah. what the fuck was that? That wasn't vi- What the fuck did you just mouth? <laughs> okay, okay, that's close. You did something different before. I have to listen back on it. But um, I, yeah, I, probably I don't know. Did a shitty representation. <coughs> yeah. I think for the reason for I honestly, you know, what I think what it is. I think so. Like I love listening to Ten Thousand Days and Ladder House more, and I love playing the songs on Anima on guitar more. I think that's what it is. You think the Oh, like the the Anima songs are cool. Are yeah, like are, they're more fun to play. To me, yeah, I like playing Jimmy. I like playing Forty Six and Two. I love playing fucking um, oh god, what's the song on um, the the title track? Like I, the riffs are a lot funner. Obviously, Schism oh, and Eul- the Pot. Eulogy, Eulogy is fun to I, play too. Yeah, I mean, I like that one because it's really simple and I, I can't Third Eyes, it. yeah, Third Eyes fun because it's weird. But I think um, as okay, far as riffs finish. go. <laughs> best yeah. name song of all time it is the best name song um i think uh fucking god i lost my chain of thought i'm scattered tonight fucking i like obviously like the rosetta stone the pot schism and parabola is the the rest that i like to play the most on those two albums yeah do you play oh wait in laterality you can play that too like the title track i do you know what's weird i I play that riff a lot, but I only play it when I get frustrated. Like if I'm learning a song and I'm getting frustrated that I, I'm playing it sloppy or I can't get it, I just go play the lateralis riff because it's easy and it sounds good. So like it just to make me convince myself that I don't completely suck. So that's I hate the, with eulogy because eulogy is yeah. super easy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's always that one riff that you play when you're frustrated. So that's why like I fucking hate it. Because like I hate that yeah. I hate I hate that song now because all I think about is like I'm not doing good at another song so I'm just so, like yeah, fuck just it I gotta play this now. Excuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that that's the only reason why I don't like playing that riff, but I play it all the fucking time. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting there, dude. I want to be able to play them because they're like. I just do that all day. Yeah, right. Or um, they got some other pretty like not that hard stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, a lot of their shit, a lot of their shit is easy to, yeah, a lot of their shit is easy to play, it's just, the, honestly, the most difficult part is the timing, like, if you play it with a drummer or play it with a bass player, oh, then it hard. gets, it, it gets it's harder, because you actually, yeah. yeah, you gotta really good, have good syncopation, so, like, the shit's that? easy to physically play, but not with other people, like, to cover in a band, it'd be really sloppy, if you've never tried it. Yeah, that's why, like, I mean, I don't know if you noticed, like, I mean, yeah, I can strum, I can do a backing track, but like, I can only keep that up before like I just literally don't want to do it anymore. I'm just, I'm, it's literally, I'm, I'm annoyed and I want to stop doing this. You know, it just takes practice. This is why everybody always tells you to practice to a metronome. Or if yeah. you have a shitty drummer in your band, it, everything falls apart because you, you're there. You're the metronome. You gotta have a fucking solid drummer, solid rhythm, yeah, dude, like, or a bass agree, player. Would you not agree with me that drums are the hardest instrument to play? Uh, no, I think, what do you drum- think so, he- so I don't, so with, so like with drums, bass and guitar, I think they're the easiest instruments to play out of 
all the other ones, like with violin or with cello or saxophone, stuff like that, I think it's harder to play them well. Oh, okay. it's harder to it's harder to write creative music with him oh yeah like with, all the like with drums musicians are, yeah like so all, all the saxophone solos those are crazy yeah like i could yeah. never do that so for me guitar is the easiest to like find something creative to play bass is harder and then drums i think is the hardest thing to make something creative and catchy and also right, the yeah, hardest exactly it's the hardest to be like smooth at like if you're a sloppy drummer, it's awful. Oh yeah. It's exactly. like, yeah. I f- I feel like a lot of people can play the drums, but I feel like very few people can like really play the drums like yeah, very well. Very few people can play them well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because like you like you can because t- like on guitar you can be sloppy, right? So it's like there's a lot of sloppy guitar players that are famous, like Eddie Van Halen. Um, fucking god damn it! I keep forgetting the guitar player for for Led Zeppelin. I don't know why I keep forgetting his name. So that oh, guy. I have the- Let's up in one vinyl with me. It has like all their names on the back. Right this is gonna kill me. What the fuck is this name? It's um, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's a sloppy player. Brent Hines from Mastodon, sloppy. But if you have tight bass and tight drums, it actually sounds really fucking cool. So like, if you're yeah. slightly sloppy on your rhythm, not like insanely, but if you're slightly sloppy on your rhythm, it kind of sounds cool in the song. Gives it more of that raw kind of dissonance to it. Mm. But obviously not if you're way off time or you're just so fucking sloppy. But guitar, you can be sloppy at. Bass, depending on the genre and what you're playing, you can be kind of sloppy. But for the most part, you're supposed to lock down with the drums so your whole band doesn't sound like shit. In drums, there really is kind of no leeway. If you have a sloppy drummer, the whole fucking thing falls apart. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I say it's the hardest instrument. Just because everything's reliant yeah. on you. And also, like, it's just, it's not hard, it's not easy to do some of these beats that people think, like, oh, the drums would be easy. It's like, no, they're not really. Like, keeping all these beats with, like, your whole body, you know, getting the, the yeah. thing on the, bo- the drum on the bottom and doing all the yeah. cycling between the cymbals and the, yeah. the you know, it's, it's not, it's not easy. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's like anybody can physically bang on a drum, but not everybody can play a flute because you have to do, like, blow a specific way. You know, like, like, drums is hard to get the rhythm down. It's hard to stay in time. That's what's hard about drums. But anybody can physically bang on a drum, and it sounds good. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. <sighs> but, yes. um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bounce. <laughs> hey, is this the Chinese restaurant? Yeah, well, fuck you. You just got pranked. You and your fucking quotes. That's me with the, oh, dude. Like <laughs> I, I love quoting things. Like I, just, I love uh, different things in the world. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love different things in the world. Is that your new poetry? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like it's it's trying to explain to people what I'm into. It's like just trying. I'm just like guys. Like I just I love the world. Like I just I, I love. Like there's so many different people's places and things out there. Like it's just. Got to learn lot. it all. Exactly. Like people are. I mean, yeah, like, I, I, like, I mean, I, I'm not saying fantasy isn't great. I'm not saying mythology is not awesome. And I'm not saying all, like, all that stuff is, is bad. I, the, I love certain fantasy and mythology, but it's like, I don't understand how real history isn't more fascinating, you know, knowing that this is like actually what happened, you know? 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and like you can just see the different <laughs> origins of, you know, where certain things originate culturally and stuff like that. And there's a lot of that that people like. I mean, I mean, a lot of people are just oh, history class is like the first worst fucking class. It's like well. A lot of history teachers are boring, though. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you view it in a certain lens, obviously, if your teacher sucks, your teacher sucks. Right. But um, I was like, guys, you're literally learning about, like, (laughs) real-life lore. (laughs) I don't get how that's... (laughs) If you know what I'm saying, like, I don't get how that's not interesting to you. I think it's just the medium. Like, they have to... Whether it's visual or audio... Visual audio. Yeah, whether it's... God damn, I can't talk tonight. Fucking, whether it's coming from the ears, the nose, or the mouth, or the eyes, or it just has to resonate with them. Or the butthole. Or the butthole. I don't know, I'm just saying things just to say this. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's the, it's the last episode of 2021. It's getting towards the end of the podcast, run out of material. Will. Oh yeah, soon. Yeah, we're just kind of <laughs> saying bullshit now. I know, it's, it's all fucking... <laughs> well, also, like we were saying with the history, though, like, it's, like, it, I, I do agree that certain history is more interesting than others, you know? Like, a lot of people think American history is really fucking boring. And I don't blame you, because, like, we all know it at this point. It's boring if you don't actually visit the sites. Like, I feel like just right. reading it or yeah. watching it's so fucking boring. But if you actually go there, then it's... Well, yeah, yeah that's why I think Besides... it's much more interesting learning about the history of actual individual states as opposed to just the whole country you know yeah i agree especially like being in the states that we live in (laughs) oh yeah but yes although what i can't fucking stand all around the south is my parents used to drive me to the shit all the time i fucking hate estate tours i don't give a shit when some (laughs) fucking some dumbass family name of some slave owner or some goddamn like industrial worker that made a fortune. Like, I don't care. People always talking about, Oh, this is the room where I had all the paintings and all this furniture imported from England. Like, I don't give a fuck. God. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily feel that the same way, but I see what you're saying. You like going to fucking estates with like small time people that don't actually have, like they're not in textbooks. Like you like that shit. No, I wouldn't necessarily do that, but like, I don't, someone who does like that, I would understand why they would. You know, and I wouldn't be totally opposed to doing that. I just think it's because I did a fucking ton of them. I'm sick of them. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it would take a, too long to get sick of that. But what about, like, museums? Yeah. Do, you, do you like going to museums? I, I do like going to museums. Which ones have you been to? Oh, fuck. I've been to all the Smithsonian ones. I've been to a couple in New York. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't go to any in uh when I was in actually I went to Dante's museum that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's that's in Italy, awesome. and then I went to the Vatican. I kind of consider that a museum. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, like, have you been, been to a couple. Peter? Have you been to St. Peter's? Oh wait, no, yeah, that is the Vatican. Never. Yeah, I guess I have. Will um, I also I, been. That's the same fucking name. <laughs> I also have been to um what you call it, a couple in Richmond, Virginia. Where else have I been? I think there's pretty much been... I haven't been to too many, but there's a lot more that I want to go to. I I do like museums. I like looking at really old ancient artifacts. Yeah, I actually have not been to the Holocaust Museum, but obviously I really want to go there. Really? Yeah, I've only... I mean, I've been to some of the Smithsonian stuff. I've been to the Met 
I've been to the Natural History Museum in um, New York. Mm. And then I think I've been to the... Oh, yeah, and I've been to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, actually. It's down there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I need to go to New Orleans one of these days. I've always wanted to go. I got to take you. <laughs> show me around, bro. Show me what's, show you what's going on around there. <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm sure I'm no better at showing you around down there. <laughs> It'll be entertaining. Okay, no, I mean, obviously, I'll be like, all right, so you're not going to want to go here. And, yeah, but other than that, like, I don't know. Anything could fucking happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, I think so, too, kind of getting the rounds done. Anyways, I hope you have a fucking wonderful, merry, happy holiday of whatever bullshit you celebrate, and then see y'all in the next one. Happy holidays and whatever. Yeah, like, bro science (laughs) in one of his videos, he was like, He's like, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays if you're, you know, a terrorist. <laughs> and they, like, it's, like <laughs> flash the image of, like, Bill O'Reilly at, like, Fox News or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All Merry, right, man. Merry Peace Christmas. Out. Yeah, Merry Christmas Merry to everyone Christmas. who literally made it to this point in the podcast. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. And we'll see Christmas. you on the next one. Merry Christmas. Bye. Yeah, bye.